sports conversation with James Navalance on the Believe Network. Uh, joining us today is Coach Bit, Coach Scott Bittner from Stockton University, men's basketball head coach. First off, uh, I really appreciate you coming on, Coach. No, it's great to be here. It's always nice to talk basketball. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's just get right into your background. Um, you're a Philly guy, Wheeling Jesuit University. Just take me kind of, you know, being a Philly guy first and then just what your experience was at being at uh, Wheeling Jesuit University. Well, it's funny. I, my, 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 uh, my roots are Philly roots because of my dad and, uh, and my mom. My mom, my mom's British, but she moved to Philly when she moved to America. And my dad is from North Philly and, and, you know, he's one of six brothers and sisters and he went to, you know, parishes in Philadelphia and he was one of the first of the Philadelphia people that, that migrated to the shore. Um, but we still, you know, as a child spent a ton of time in the city and, uh, owned some property up there. And then I actually grew up in ocean city. Um, so I'm as much a beach guy as I am anything. And, uh, I still remain a beach guy. Um, but I went, uh, you know, I went to St. Augustine prep and I graduated from there. I mean, that was a really good program at the time in the years since it has uh, gotten even better. Um, you know, it's funny how it works out. I, I was not, and I tell my players this, I was not a very good high school student. So, uh, you know, I lost some, some opportunities basketball wise. I went to junior college for a year. Um, and then, um, I ended up at a D2 school in West Virginia that, that the reason I got that scholarship was because of a friend of my dad, who was Fran O'Hanlon, who was the head coach at Lafayette. He's a guy I had played pickup basketball with a lot. When I was growing up, um, you know, he made a phone call to, to the wheeling coach who is a Philly guy. And, uh, they kind of offered me, uh, without even really seeing me. Um, so it, it ended up working out great. Um, going to a level lower maybe than, than some of the schools that had recruited me ended up being great because, uh, you know, I thought it, it allowed me to broaden my grain, uh, my game in a lot of different areas. You know, back then, if you were a point guard, at, you know, you you'd throw the ball to the wing and maybe you'd get out and you clear out and you, you give guys room. Well, it, at that level, I was asked to do so much that at the end of the three years there, um, I just felt that I was a better overall player than I would have been if maybe some of my other dreams came true, you know? How, how do you think that experience being, you know, you said kind of a lower level than maybe what you could have been. How do you think that helps you now being at a Division three school? Not, you know, we talk about levels like, obviously you have a guy like DJ Campbell, obviously can play at another level, being a, you know, a D3 All-American. How do you think that helps you just recruit and kind of relate you know, to your players that like, yeah, the level is division three, but that doesn't sustain your level of success. Well, it's funny. I mean, I was, I was with a recruit two days ago and I told him that I, I, I said, yeah, I know you're interested in some of these other schools, but you know, we, we've got some guys overseas and I don't think they go overseas if they would have, you know, ended up at a higher level to begin with because they wouldn't have been asked to do as much. They wouldn't have been, you know, in a pick and roll, maybe at six foot seven, they would have been sitting on the wing, um, you know, just waiting for the ball to come to them. Um, I have a history of, you know, just guys I grew up with that ended up at higher levels. And then, you know, when we come home in the summer, I'm like, man, I've improved a lot more than they have. So I tell that to recruits. I'm like, if you have an interest in maybe 
playing overseas, then maybe you should look at a smaller school where you're, where you're asked to really broaden your game. Um, and yeah, you know, when it comes to us, I, it, a lot of it comes down to financial aid and I, I don't give that pitch to kids that I don't think, you know, are, is the best fit financially. You know, we, most of our guys are lower income guys. Um, because I, 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 you know, we still compete with the scholarship schools and, and oftentimes are cheaper, um, than some of them, um, for the lower income kids and, and DJ kind of fits in there. Um, DJ had some academic question marks as well as, so it, you know, it, that was a perfect marriage and I could really sell the program to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now take me through, you know, 10 years being an assistant and, you know, essentially, you know, obviously at the same place at Stockton under coach Matthews learning under him. And then obviously, you know, leading to what you are and now, but what, how, how important was that decade, you know, learning under him at Stockton? Well, it's funny. I mean, you talk about paying your dues, um, you know, it was basically 10 years of working for no money. Um, you know, when I got out of college, my family was in the bar and restaurant business and, um, I kind of took over that business and I worked 80 hours a week for 10 years. And I'm like, Jesus, this is brutal. And, um, unfortunately my father passed away. And at that time I had, you know, we had sold the bar and I'm like, you know, I bought a car wash so I could coach. So, uh, you know, it was pretty flexible. So I was able to do both and work for no money. Um, for 10 years. Um, Jerry was great in terms of being really detailed on a lot of the things that, that determine winning and losing. Uh, I think a lot of coaches get caught up in a lot of things. Um, but, but not everything controls winning and losing. If you can be great at the things that take no talent, then I think you have a chance to be really good. And Jerry was great at that. Um, he would nitpick things, um, you know, effort wise and toughness wise. And, uh, you know, he was a great mentor in that way. And I was able to see the game that way. And that, that's probably become my strength is just, just demanding excellence in, in the areas that, that don't take a ton of talent. Yes. If we can succeed at the things that don't take talent, it's amazing what, you know, each of us individually and collectively can accomplish. Um, what would you say now it's your seventh year being that head coach, how would you say your leadership has developed over that time in that role? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, when you first become a head coach and nobody gave me this advice, but now I give it to a lot of people when they first get their job or if somebody gets a job, I'll send them a text and I'll be like, do, do, do 20% of what you want to do. You know, you, you get your first job and you, you know, you have all these notes, you have all these ideas and you try to do everything. And, it, and it's just, it just backfires. And, um, you know, until I figured out to, to just really, really streamline what was important, um, transition defense, guarding the ball, boxing out, you know, um, all that stuff, it, that's when we started to take off as a program. So, I mean, that, that's kind of my advice to young guys when they, when they get a job, just, just don't do everything you want to do. Yes, definitely. Uh, what would you say from a culture standpoint, if you were to define – this is the culture of Stockton men's basketball. What would that be, and what the, what does that look like? Well, I mean, I, our, we live our core values. Um, I think we recruit through our core values. Um, the most important value in our program is being connected. I want guys that develop great friendships. I, I think that's the most important thing is is in 20 or 30 years, I, I still want you to be best friends with the guys you went to college and played basketball with, as I am. Um, so 
we really, really concentrate on that. I mean, there's games that I've put on the board just high five more than the other team. Um, so, so that stuff is, is more important than the basketball stuff. I spend more time in the off season probably on leadership stuff rather than X and O stuff. Um, I, I think we, we, we overload the X's and O's and we overload learning and, and, you know, we just end up with like a big old scrambled egg in our head, you know, instead of just, just concentrating on, on the values and, and, and living them and demanding that stuff. Without question, without question, those things are so vital to sustaining success and bringing in the right guys rather than just bringing in anybody, but it's really bringing in, you know, the right type of people. Now, sustaining success. You guys, you know, win the NJAC, win the tournament, win a regular season. Then you guys go to Sweet 16, win a couple games. Now you're coming in, obviously, 3-0 to start this year. How, how do you maintain that level of those expectations, you know, it's easy. They all say it's easy like, to get to the top of the mountain, essentially, right? And then sustaining it's even harder. So what would you say? Obviously, it's the beginning of the year, but the challenges of sustaining it and what goes well, I, I think the most important thing is to, is to stay humble and, and keep playing with humility. Um, I'm not sure we've been great at that, you know, the first three games. Um, you know, I'm a big Eagles fan, right? And the, so they lose yep. the other day. And, and my, why did they lose? Well, I, they, they didn't play as humble as they had the previous eight weeks. Um, and, and you know, everybody's gunning for you. Um, our talent is getting us by, but we're, we're not competing for a national championship with it, you know, how we're playing now and, and how, how – the, you know, the lack of humility we've brought onto the floor. Um, so, you, I mean, you try and try and try. And even last year, we went through a stretch where we just weren't real good at, and we needed to lose. I said it last night, we, you know, you know, if we lose the game, you know, you know, there's, there's really, you know, the kids, they, they win. They just concentrate on the, the result. And the most important thing is the process, the process of the win, the, uh, you know, you, you, you know, we talk about scoring. Well, it's not, it's not like, does the ball go in or not? Was, was the process and was the, um, the quality of the shot what you want? Um, so you, you try and try and try and let the kids know that, that it's not the result. It, it's, are we happy with the way we're playing? Um, and, and then the overall, how do you maintain a program is, is, and get it from year to year is, is recruiting. I mean, it's the most important part of our job. Um, I'll say, you know, there's, uh, you know, the quality of our coaching, it just comes down to players, right? Like, you know, DJ's had some really good second halves and he's, and he's kind of bailed us out in the last few games. That had nothing to do with me. Um, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. you know, he, he almost the, the, the better job I do is when I relinquish the outcome during the game and, 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 and just trust the kids and, 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 and just try to hammer home the, 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 the details. 100%. You know, we, we can all, you know, X's and O's, motivation, all that. But at the end of the day, it is the players who are deciding these outcomes. And we just have to put them in the best position possible to succeed. Um, a fun one here. Obviously, my connection to you directly in some ways is Nick Dunzak, my cousin. So just a fun one here. What's it like coaching Nick? Big Nick, big Nick. You know, he embodies the connectivity and, and it probably comes from his parents because they're awesome. Um, but just the friendship and, and 
you know, how much fun it seems like they have in their little house down there. And I, I, I kind of tell them, I said, you know, they're all, you know, I think three or four, four of them are going to graduate and one of them's not. I said, you know, the day you graduate, we're going to put the other one to bed and we're just going to sit around, sit around and have a few beers and, and just talk about the last four years. And, you know, I, I think he embodies the connectivity more than anyone. Um, I, I have a neighbor and she's a teacher and Nick's student teaching in her school. And he says, all he yeah. does is walk around with a big old smile on his face. And that's Nick. Um, you know, he gets, he, he's a little hard on himself when it, you know, so I think he gets on his own way at times. Um, I tell him not to be hard on yourself for shooting the ball. I said, be hard on yourself for mm-hmm. your rebounding, your defense. I don't care. One, 100% uh, we can agree on that. Right. I know, I know Absolutely. you can shoot the ball. I like, yeah. you know, like be hard on yourself on your motor, you know, yeah. um, but, yeah, but he's, good. he's just, you know, he's embodied the, the, our number one core value and he's done it, you know, and, he, and he's one of the leaders in bringing that together. And uh, I'm kind of jealous of that home they have, you know, that he <laughs> shares with the other teammates because they look like they have a lot of fun. There is no question they have a ton of fun in the, that house. I've heard so many different stories. I know he's like, oh, got to get back to the house because, you know, he's obviously having a great time with the guys. I uh, know that that's a big, that's the biggest and best and most important thing. Like that connectivity, being a, an elite teammate, being that guy, obviously on, you know, his energy level is consistent and, you know, having that on a team, having a team on a winning team is so important. So, you know, that's terrific to hear um, for you on him. La- last one for you here. Um, it's kind of my ethos. It's what I'm all about and what I kind of want to do for others is elevate them in this category. What's the best version of yourself? What is the best version of myself? That's a good question. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, so when we sat down and thought about the core values, Billy Lang's one of my closest friends, the head coach at St. Joe's and, and we sit on the beach a lot in the summer and, and, you know, all I wanted to talk about was basketball and all he wanted to talk about was leadership. And I think the best version of myself was just, just figuring out who I am. So, you know, one of my great traits as is my ability to maintain friendships and connect friends to friends. Um, so that, that, that is probably my best quality. So anytime you're going to put values in a program, it's got to be something you embody. So my, my best qualities as a person are being connected and, and just, you know, if I'm at the final four, like I might be bringing six or seven groups of people together. And next thing you know, they become friends. Um, you know, I, for some reason, and it probably comes back to my parents and their upbringing. My dad was a, was the son of a motorcycle cop in, in North Philly. And my mom was a, you know, the daughter of an English school teacher and they had really tough, tough, disciplined upbringings and and toughness is probably, you know, a a trait that most people would, would give to me. That's a good version of myself. Um, Sometimes I have to be a little more mentally tough when it comes to the officials. That's for sure. Um, So that is not the best version of myself. I I thought the best version of myself was, uh, you know, last night I just ignored the refs, Um, but luckily they did a good job. They did a really good job. So it was easy to do. Um, but I, you know, just, just, just bringing people together is probably the best version of myself. No, that's awesome. And, and as you said, like that goes back to your core values, you said it, the connection, the connectivity, you know, having that, that's your guys main focus of that. Again, it always kind of translates, you know, the team takes the identity of their head coach. 
So having right. that identity that you have, that connectivity, you know, makes a ton of sense that that translates to you guys as a core value for your team. Right. If I, if I wasn't very social, you know, it would be hard for me to, 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 to ask them to, you know, to be social and, and see what that looks like. Um, but just seeing it, have a group of guys that are laughing and joking. And, you know, last night we had a minute or two, we, we've wrapped up our pregame talk and we turn it, turn the turn the beatbox on and guys are dancing and, you know, like, you know, that, that's what it's all about. Just seeing guys have fun and, and be loose. No, I'd like to, them to come out and defend a little bit better when they, uh, when I let them play their crap in, in the locker room, but <laughs> maybe next, maybe next game, it's my old school stuff and not this new stuff. Well, we'll see. You guys got Rowan on Tuesday. I'm going to do my best to get down there as well. We have a practice at two, so I'll have a little bit of time. So I'm going to try to get down there, you know, for that big game against Rowan. Um, But I appreciate you coming on. This is Sports Conversation with James Navalance on the Believe Network. I really appreciate your time, Coach. Ah, Thanks for having me, and uh, and I'll kick Nick in the ass for you next practice, all right? (laughs) I appreciate that a ton. All right. See you. See you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.